Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bitches. Whoa. So you, finally, after six months of reading, or however long this seems to have been going on for, you have finally finished Coin Locker Babies by one Murakami Diu, or as us English speakers would say, Ryu Murakami, or, egregiously enough, Ryu Murakami, if you really want to sound like a fucking uncivilized idiot. Uncultured, I guess, would be a better word. Yeah. Yeah. I finished it. <laughs> you know what? You can call him Ryu. <laughs> yeah, I finished it. That's <laughs> all. I read it. We might do an episode on it in the future or something, but what's what's your overall rating? Um, Cause I got other news I want to touch on it, but I, I did want to get your brief rating here. Your uh, out I'd, of five whiskey shots. I'd give it a solid four. Same, same. I really enjoyed the book. The ending was a little... I mean, the whole book was weird. The ending was like... It wasn't like it was depressing. It fit the whole... Yeah, the whole thing was depressing. theme of the book. It's just... Uh, you you kind of wanted more, believe it or not. Yeah. You wanted the book to keep going. Yeah, right? Even... But did you see what I meant by, like, so many times? You're like, that's the end of the book, right? Yeah. That's got to be... Like, there's the one... The big uh, news scene... You think that would have been the end of the fucking and you're like, book? Oh, this, all this other stuff's just extra or something, yeah. like behind the scenes. They're or just something. gonna like, what well, it'll be like, uh, Blue Light Yokohama's after the big climax and stuff. There was a few chapters of just like kind of a cool down. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. The after that scene in the Coin Locker Babies, you're thinking, okay, it's gonna be like a cool down yeah, for so- 500 pages <laughs> or whatever the fuck's left. But it's not. It just keeps. There's going. no cool down. There's never a cool down. Ooh, but I do got really bad news for you, Spencer. Okay. Oh, you're going to be so bummed about this. I'm excited, though. I've decided on our October book. Oh, I was going to I was gonna ask. Uh, I couldn't remember if we decided on anything the last time I was up here. Well, I decided for us. Okay. And we're going to buy the copies here soon. We don't have to start reading until October, which is good. So we have some time to read some other stuff before then. But it is Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. Why am I going to hate that? Because it's by Cormac McCarthy. You haven't read Cormac McCarthy yet, so you don't know what you're getting into. Is he, what, is he terrible? I, well, you've heard my uh, thoughts on how he wrote The Road. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. His writing, not the story itself, just yeah. the writing style. Okay. And I looked, and it's much the same here. <laughs> it is much the same. But this is apparently a very, very violent book. One of the most violent books ever written and i think it's about like the wild west i didn't want to look into it too much i just know there's lots of scalping going on but so why is this the how is it so is it like a horror book or is it just violent very horrible i don't know it's horrifying and according to all the reviews i was looking at it's very terrifying okay i don't think it would be classified as a horror like the road technically isn't horror but if you read it you're like this is way scarier than most <laughs> horror like i don't yeah. want to live in this world so i'm interested to read it just for the fact that I want to try more Cormac McCarthy. Uh, maybe now, the style will grow on me. Now, did you could did you see if, like, because, like, The Road wasn't that big of a book, right? It's about 351 pages. Not The Road. I don't remember what that was. Uh, Blood Meridian. But his style, like, how fast you can move through a Hemingway book, I think you could move faster through a Cormac McCarthy book. I mean, God doesn't want to use punctuation. Like, yeah. You're just like, I'll zip right through that motherfucker. Like I said, The Road was a... Like, it was hard for me to put it down. I did just want to keep going because it was so bleak and awful. And I was like, what's going to happen? Is everybody going to die? What kid's going to get, like, eaten by cannibals? I need to know. And then by the end, I was like, I wish I didn't read that. That was, that was, that was, that was, 
my world's never going to be the same. <laughs> it's like, why did you write that, sir? But uh, I'm interested in that. Also, I wanted to touch upon some titties. No, no, no. <laughs> um, you got to take that out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done taking things out. I'm putting more in. I'm going to have a loop where it just says, I want to touch on some titties, titties, titties. And for five minutes, it's just going to say titties. Is you with the titties and then the throw up sounds? Titties, titties, no, no. See, I don't have them near me, so now I can't tell you who wrote them. But uh, I recently read the, and we were going to do an episode on this at some point too. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the graphic novel adaptation by IDW. You have that there? Who was the adapter, sir? I oh. just hand it to me. I guess I can read it since you don't want to. Adapted by Troy Little. This was excellent. It, yeah, you tell me it's pretty good off it is off the. Air. It's like the complete novel, but if you just had only the good parts and all yeah. the great quotes for the most... I think it only missed... I, it didn't have the mutant quote in mm. it, I don't believe. But other than that, like the... What is that? Like something he's too too weird to live too rare to die or something yeah. like that like that famous quote i think that was the only thing that wasn't in that book but everything else from the novel is in it and it's it's so cartoony that it fits perfectly yeah with uh fear and loathing and the other one i wanted to touch on which i don't have over here i think i put it back on the shelf so i don't remember who did this but the graphic novel adaptation of the great gatsby i read that the other night and just one sitting it was very quick yeah. well, same with that too that the very quick reads but very similar in that it takes most of the best bits of The Great Gatsby and puts it in graphic novel form. But I I should have grabbed that. There's, I'm going to look it up, actually, because there's two graphic novel versions. Yeah, I remember seeing a different yeah, one. Apparently, one is not that good. This is not that one. Let me just look who did the was, adaptation. Was it uh, difficult to, um, to get used to the art? Because I flipped through that, the one that you have, and it was not like it's bad, but it seems just very kind of... Well, like basic kind of just like the art in the fear and loathing, it fits the style. Okay, because at first it well it looks like it almost looks like watercolor, like it's yeah. very light and vibrant, and it's strange, but it actually fits perfectly with like the jazz age dreamy atmosphere of the Great Gatsby. I really enjoyed it. So not like really shiny like the movies made everything look. Movie was nah. so the graphic novel adaptation is by K. Woodman Maynard. Um, and that's because that came out on uh, in the public domain like a year or two ago. So now there's all these great Gatsby fucking books coming out because nobody has to pay for licensing. But that's really well done. And that's interesting. Like if you want to borrow that sometime to read, you have to really pay attention because a lot of the narration is in the artwork. So like the buildings will have the... Oh, okay. Like I'll have to show you. It's really cool. But like sometimes the color is the same color like just like a shade darker or lighter than the whatever it's on so if it's like on if it's on Gatsby's house or something you'll have like a whole paragraph and it's all squiggly and like you know like a cloud or something it's very strange how it's done but it's very well done uh so i really enjoyed that and it's just cuz the great gatsby's one of those books you don't pick up certain things if you only read it one time just because of the language like you would really have to pay attention you know how it is like you read something difficult like that uh, sometimes you miss things. Well, this, like the metaphors and stuff were actually drawn out for you. Like there was a scene where in the book where he, I think, uh, he describes the girls as if they were floating above the couches or something like that. And it was like, uh, alluding to, you know, just the high society yeah. women or whatever. But in the book, it actually shows them like they were floating, like just, uh, like cool things like that. But it's a, it's a good read though. They did take out one part, which I didn't like because in the great Gatsby, one of the scenes that turns Daisy off of Gatsby 
is because he was like in World War One, and he has like when he's fighting with the one guy or like kind of arguing, he ends up having like a flashback almost. He's like, "I'll kill you!" Like he gets like real yeah. aggressive. Well, that wasn't in the hmm. book, but he does say old sport a lot, which I did like. I give a solid four out of five for the Great Gatsby one, and I would give I give the Fear and Loathing a four out of five. I would give it a five out of five, but I don't think I actually gave the original book a five out of five i don't want i can't do that yeah like that's inappropriate to give the graphic novel a higher i don't know you might i uh i might i think you'll really enjoy that so uh anyway review monday what's the day today that mine is thursday that's titty tickling thir- no no i can't do that so anyway folks stick around we have a real episode for you today spencer doesn't really know what the episode I, I never do i'm not gonna send you the article either but just strap that's, yourself that's what in. What we get the, the screen here for? I'm not bringing it up on my goddamn. Th- it's on my master class, so oh, I don't think yeah, I can. That's right, yeah. I mean, I can get it on my computer. I'm not downloading all that yeah, shit. And stuff, no. So. Uh, so anyway, folks, stick around. <laughs> You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. I almost forgot my name. <laughs> That's bad. I did. I was like, wait, my name's Caleb? You you almost gave him your government name. Ooh, no, I was going to give him, I wasn't even going to be starting with the C. Uh, today, with me, as almost always, every once in a while you're not here. You don't know about those episodes. Those are on the secret. Those are the good episodes. Those are the hidden episodes. Those are, you got to get OnlyFans to read the, <laughs> or listen to those episodes. <clears throat> anyway, with me, as always... Spencer, the elephant evacuator church. Mm. So you're evacuating elephants. I was I was gonna make it something gross, like you know. That could almost be a good deed, depending on what yeah, I'm evacuating them from. Yeah, exactly. You're saving elephants. Today's topic. I don't know what the title is. I haven't come up with it yet. But today's topic, Spencer. Are you excited? Are you gonna be excited? Tell me if you're excited. Mm. How to develop a theme for your story. Ooh, you like your themes, and you're gonna like them too. After this. I don't think I can link this article in the show notes because it's from Masterclass. And unless you're a member of Master, like subscribe to Masterclass, I don't think you can get this. I'm just interested on how many times you can fit Masterclass into like a... Masterclass? Into like a two or three word sent- sentences. Yeah, so if you like Masterclass and you want to subscribe to Masterclass, go to masterclass.com or download the Masterclass app and you can get Masterclass for a time being. You can get two for one Masterclass. Is it? Oh, and you can see where you can read this article on Masterclass for where you're getting it from Masterclass. Also, I mean, I, I signed a non-disclosure agreement, so I won't say what the Masterclass is, but I got to preview a Masterclass and got free year of Masterclass for previewing, uh, giving feedback. I was a critiquer. Of a master class, and uh, that was cool, man. I yeah, wish I could do that cool. every week, or not every week, like every, every year. year. Yeah, that'd be sweet. It could be sweet, unless it I'm depends doing... on what they make you. The watch one I did it. was actually it was a poetry one, but it was about you know writing. Uh, if it was one about like cooking or something along the lines of uh, not writing, like I might not give much of a shit, and then I'm like, oh, do I really have to do the master class about social commentary on political issues? Like, no. Oh. Anyway, this was written by the Masterclass staff. <laughs> I like saying Masterclass. It makes me feel masterful. 
class of masters. They do have some really good. I I've did only you, watched. Did the, you use your Mastercard to pay for your Masterclass? I don't have Mastercard because I'm not that masterful. I'm a master at something, but it yeah. ain't. And, and, no, we'll go. But we'll go higher, probably than that, Spencer. You can't be doing that. This is a four-minute read, so it should be quick. Thirty-seven minutes later. But anyway, um, I only watched. I think I got master class in well January, February. I think I know the title of the episode. <laughs> master class. Master class. I watched Neil Gaiman's class and I watched uh, Salman Rushdie's class, and both of those were excellent. Uh, I think I got Walter Mosley coming up next. I want to watch. Um, but R.L. Stein, I thought would be interesting too. I I would think the um the Neil Gaiman one would just be entertaining just to watch, even if he was didn't, didn't want to be like yeah. a writer. If you were just like a fan of his stuff, yeah, or just like you know, even like the movies or like the shows and stuff like well, that. I just really- think he would be. He just—he always seems like a very like easy in- entertainer going, or you know, yeah. just he uh, talks a lot about like the comics and stuff too, and he reads from a lot of his different works, and they have illustrations. It's just—it's really good. But anyway, a short story, novella, or novel presents a narrative to its reader. Perhaps that narrative involves mystery, terror, romance, comedy, or all of the above. These works of fiction may also contain memorable characters, vivid world building. Literary devices like metaphor and foreshadowing, and even some random quirkiness. I know you like your quirkiness, Spencer. I'm all about the quirk. But but is that all? But is that all that novels, novellas, and short stories offer? In short, the answer is no. The best works of literary fiction are driven by an overriding theme. I should see if I get a job of master class writing. For master yeah. Class. What do you do for a living, master class? I write. Produce direct master class. Keep hitting this fucking pot. Fuck. I hate this thing. Fucking hate it. I don't. I don't because my titties are bigger now. So it's mm-hmm. like fucking bumping off the titties. I need to be flat chested. I've been telling you we should just switch to old uh, seventy game show host. Where we can Real just long mics. yeah. Well, we can just hold it down here where we're sitting and just you know it won't get in the way or nothing. <laughs> fucking mash it. Does it upset you that Steve has a better like setup in a van? Steve-O? Yeah. Well, he's rich, so no. I'm not rich. So what was I reading? Masterclass. Masterclass. What is a story theme? A story theme is a broad conceptual philosophy that an author wishes to convey through their literary work. Did you catch that? Yeah. Catch all that? You don't look like you're catching it. I'm catching it. Repeat everything I just said word for word. (laughs) (laughs) To extract a story's theme, a reader must go beneath the surface of the action that's described on the page. You might be tempted to equate a primary theme with the moral of the story. Yeah, I've done that before. Yet while these literary concepts are certainly related, they are not quite synonymous. A book's moral is a lesson the author wishes to impart upon their audience. As such, morals are often key components of children's books and young adult literature. By contrast, a book's theme is not so much its lesson as it is an idea the author hopes the audience will mine for deeper meaning. For instance, the main theme of a story may be a statement on the human condition. If a science fiction author writes about a future where humans are enslaved by robots, that provides them with entertainment. The novel's theme may simply offer commentary about human nature as it relates to machines. This could be the basis of a powerful theme statement. However, the novel does not necessarily offer a moral declaration that dependence on machines is a bad idea, although that moral may be simultaneously implicit depending on the author's story goal. So before we get into the examples here, do you think that you have a lot of themes in your work? Or do you, I'll ask the first question, 
And then you can answer that one. Do you purposely try to incorporate specific themes into your stories for the most part? We'll, uh, we'll speak in generalities here. Yeah. Um, I know before, because we, we've talked about this before, uh, themes and stuff like that. And I know uh, it's going to be close to the answer back then. Is like, I don't, when I'm be, beginning to write a story, um, it's not like theme first. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can, once I get into something, and if I can, um, if I start to notice it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's more of me kind of stumbling a, stumbling across the theme, if I do, and then um, just uh, abstracting it and fleshing it out and making it more prominent, you know, if I if I do. But it's never, like, in the forefront of, of my writing. It's kind of, like, almost, like, theme by accident. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're writing a story, generally a theme's going to pop up whether you want to or not. I would say most of my stories, well, I can't say most of my stories. It depends on the kind of story I'm writing, because a lot of my stories, I actually, besides the initial idea that, for the story, it's a there's a theme there that I want to touch upon, and that's how I go into writing the story, usually longer stories. But I find when I write horror uh, a lot of the times I don't go in with a theme in mind. It just, that's what naturally will pop up, but I don't go into writing such things with a theme in mind. And, um, I would think like novel wise, if I'm going into writing a novel, I have all the themes laid out, like well, the yeah, main ones I want to touch upon. I have them laid out beforehand. In the yeah, and that makes more sense with the uh, bigger work. Uh, when you go in like flash fiction, like short stories, like. Well, it depends, because I find flash fiction, it can help if you have the theme. It depends what kind of flash fiction. If you're just trying to tell, you know, because most flash fiction is just a moment in time. Like, there's not really a beginning, middle, and end. It's usually just a scene of something yeah. happening. But if you go into that, like, say you want to touch on a theme of loneliness, that would be the whole story. Yeah. Because it's so short. Uh, so that is a good way to write a flash fiction piece, because, like, a lot of your flash fictions usually are the ones that have the themes, I find. Like some of your short stories, it's just hit or miss, like whatever the story's about. But uh, like the flash fiction, usually you can pull a theme out pretty quickly because it seems like when you go into that, it's just intertwined with the story yeah. idea itself. Um, you, you don't got the real estate. Uh... Yeah, you can't really you can't fuck around too no. much. But back to the article. Four examples of theme in literature. The field of creative writing is filled with compelling story themes. Here are a few theme examples that reoccur throughout novels, novellas, and short stories. Number one, humans are naturally free and society restricts that freedom. This Enlightenment-era theme stems from the philosophy of Europeans like Jacques Jacques Rousseau, fuck that up, and John Locke. It is the primary theme of Mark Twain's The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, which is ostensibly a coming-of-age story centered on a young boy growing up in the antebellum South. The story, however, has a deeper meaning that goes beyond the exploits of its main character. It offers thematically clear insight into the meaning of human freedom. Number two, human nature is naturally wicked and society must protect us from animal instincts. This theme, grounded in the philosophy of Thomas Hobbes, is the major theme that anchors William Golding's bestseller, Lord of the Flies. Through the events of the novel, Golding suggests that traits like selflessness and morality can be overruled by competing instincts to survive and attain power. Um, we'll talk more about these. I'm just going to go through them and then we can discuss. Number three, you can't grow powerful without your share of secrets. In Dan Brown's New York Times bestseller, The Da Vinci Code, 
if I wrote the Da Vinci Code, I would want it to be Da Da Vinci Code. I don't know yeah. why. I just feel like it should be Da Da Vinci Code. Not the Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. That's stupid, I know. Dan Brown's New York Times bestseller, The Da Vinci Code, the Catholic Church harbors dark secrets that help explain its cultural dominance. Brown minds the storyline and its related subplots to offer a larger point of view on institutions and the general idea that it's wise to question authority. I can never read the word authority no, without saying authority, authority because of Cartman. Authority. Authority. Number four, good triumphs over evil in the end. This is a common theme that has existed over the course of human storytelling. Other popular themes include true love conquers all, humans must bow before nature, and hubris and arrogance can bring down even the strongest people. When writing your own story or novel, you could draw from this list of themes, or you can pick your own. I'm a big fan of the hubris and arrogance one. I'd say, I find that if I do ever go with like a theme or anything like that, it's never like the good like love triumphs over all. Yeah. It's that people are shitty and, and everything is bad. Yeah. yeah. Very pessimistic. Well, does make the best stories? I mean, if you if you say so. Sometimes I like reading happy stories. When? Sometimes, Spencer. When was the last happy story you read? The Traveling Cat. Mm. I forget if that's the name of that book. I read it a couple months ago. Just about a guy and his cat going on an adventure through Japan. Okay. And then it ends very sadly. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about it. So humans are naturally free and society restricts that freedom. That's a theme that you could put in damn near anything. I yeah. mean, human nature is naturally wicked and society must protect us from our animal instincts. That's a good one. Um, that can be fun. Yeah, because you just, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to not be shit when survival instincts are to be shit. Like, when it's like, hey, that guy has more food than you, you should probably just go kill that guy. Yeah. Even though in modern society, you sh you know, oh, your neighbor has a bigger house than you, that doesn't matter. But deep down in your I, DNA, fuck that guy. That I, should be mine. I'm going to take it. I should kill that guy and take his big house. Take it. It'd be my big house. But that's not how it works. You can't do that anymore. Not anymore. But if you could, I could be a barbarian. I would be uh, fine being a Viking. They took a bunch of mushrooms and went into battle naked. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like it. You can't grow powerful without your shares of secrets. See, that's the um. I like that one. Like I, that's something um in reading in the stuff that yeah. I read. Uh, you know, I find that a lot. But uh, personally, in my own writing, I haven't tried to tackle any like because like you know those that, that kind of deals with like thrillers and suspense. You've gotten close because you've written kind of a, like you had one story about like a uh, a serial killer. AA type of meeting, like yeah. those serial killers anonymous kind of meeting. That means there's a, you know, a secret society, a serial killer. You touched on it. Yeah. You just didn't dig into the hole because you didn't feel like writing that much. That's no, I would because what it was is like, oh, wouldn't it be a cool idea yeah. if it was, you know, like an AA meeting, but they find out, oh, it's serial mm. killer instead. That's good triumphs over evil in the end. That's the most classic one, Spencer. Here's why. Because every goddamn story, people want the, the the hero to win. But in your personal work, oftentimes you don't care if the hero wins. So, no. Sometimes your hero isn't a hero or an anti-hero. It's just a guy yeah. going through his day. Doing and you know what shit. he ends up doing? Punching someone in the face. Yep, one of the very first stories. I believe you also have a story where that's the whole story. Is just a guy ends up punching a coworker in the face. It's a series of punching people in the faces. And I was wondering to myself when I read the first one, 
is this a story or is, is Spencer just, just, hint, is, is he just slowly submitting his memoirs to me? <laughs> is he just trying to work through some shit or what's he doing here? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's continue deeper into this topic. How to develop a theme for your story. This is what we need to learn. Sometimes you'll have a clear thematic core for your story before you begin the writing process. And that's, that's me. That's Caleb. Other times, the theme of the story will reveal itself to you after you're well into your first draft. That's a Spencer. Yeah, that's a me. If you're str- it's a me, a Spencer. <laughs> if you're struggling to recognize a theme for your story, consider the following tips. Number one, seek universal themes. Ask yourself, what aspect of my plot recurs? That's a weird word. What aspect of my plot recurs in the stories of people of all ages, races, genders, and walks of life? Number two, choose a theme that sticks with your reader. Consider what ideas you want your reader to keep thinking about long after they've forgotten the specific plot of your book. I find me and you both touch a lot on themes of loss and or loneliness. Yeah. And I don't know what that says about (laughs) us. Um, Yeah. Though lately I've been touching a lot on greed. Like I have themes of greed and how it ruins society and then also i have a monster story i'm working on but that doesn't count you know they they say just write what you know Mm, write what you know corporate america fucking you in the ass that's what i know (laughs) number three start with another story element while the theme of your story can elevate it above other books with similar narratives few authors start a good story with a theme Typically, they begin with another story element, a captivating premise, an amusing main character, a touching love story, or a real-life event, and build from there. Some authors even embark upon a first draft without fully knowing what their overall theme will be. Um, I've done that many times where I think, I want a theme, but I don't know exactly where the story's going to take me. I think if you're a discovery writer and you kind of go by the seat of your pants and don't have outlines... Uh, you're going to tend to have more themes pop up later on than they do. Like, they come organically. Yeah. So, the story, because if you don't have an end to your, or just, you know, a path for your story, like a set path, you're just kind of going through it. By the end of that story, you might have diverted and changed completely into something else that you wouldn't expect. So, if you even had a set theme at the beginning, it probably changed. Number four, create an outline. To ensure that a good theme is present throughout your own novel, make your theme part of the outlining process. I think I touched on that a little earlier. Five, weave your theme throughout the narrative. As you fill in the details of each act, make sure your main character encounters situations that highlight the theme. If you're balancing multiple storylines, see if you can make your theme manifest in each of those narrative threads, ideally in a different way in each storyline. That is very troubling if you... uh, because not everybody's good at doing that. Like for me, I can do that, but I find it'll be too ham fisted if I really focus on that. So I'm like, oh man, I, you know, this story is about, uh, you know, the the fears of parents losing a kid, or you know, just this how scared you are to be a father for the first mm-hmm. time. And then I'm like, well, I needed some antidotes in here to yeah. touch this up. Oh, you know, that's that's what I worry about whenever I try to um go like theme first or. That's why I like to just, like, write the story first mm-hmm. and then see what's what. Because um, I worry if I do the do it the other way, like you said, it's going to come, like, too hand-fisted or just obvious. Like, you know what I mean? You have that weird scene that you only wrote to bring the theme up again to remind the audience yeah. of the theme. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. When I read books and that kind of stuff pops up, I'm usually like, it Other than just, like, writing it and then when you go to do the, you know, to do the second draft and you're reading it and you're like, Oh, I noticed like 
in this part there's like this and then and then a couple chapters later it's kind of go over there so maybe I just need like I need a little something to connect it like you know what yeah. I mean so it, 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 like like I was saying a little bit more organic not as you know as rid as rigid yeah anytime you do anything rigid like I always am under the belief that if you have a strict outline that you follow 100 percent story is gonna be very stiff yeah it's probably not gonna I mean that's that's I mean not gonna be true for everyone yeah. but for the most part, like guys like us, if we went into like a hard uh, outline and we're like we have to follow us to the T, that story is probably going to be poopy. Yeah, like, I'm sure there's very skilled writers that that's their process and that's how they yeah. do it, and you could probably never like tell or whatever. But yeah, I just at least at the the level that I'm at now, no, I think it would cause more harm than good. Number six include multiple themes. Many books and stories aren't rooted to a single theme. Some authors begin with writing with the central idea they wish to convey, but over the course of the writing process, uncover a different theme that also resonates within the boundaries of their narrative. That's more me, whereas I'm not probably not going to write a novel that just has one main theme. I'm probably going to write a novel that has a, maybe I want this theme to be the main part of the story that like the, what the story revolves around, but I'm going to have a lot of other stuff included. Mm. And that, uh, and well, that's easier too. Whenever you're doing a novel, because then you can also have like a, a bigger cast of characters. Yeah. So like with the the thing with they this all one be... character is this, and then with this other character, like you play with another mm. theme that, like you know what I mean, and how those may be intertwined with each other too. Like yeah, that they, yeah that, that could be a lot of fun, just seeing how like these kind of themes would interact with each other through characters. You know, if you got the greedy character, but then on the opposite end, you got the communist character mm. who wants everybody to fucking have money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you could have, a, like, a weird uh, interaction. Very odd couple. Yeah, you could have a lot of that going on. Uh, seven, don't limit yourself. Take care to not limit your thinking to the way themes have been expressed in past novels, novellas, and short stories. While some would argue there are a limited number of themes in fiction, every story is different. Even the most universal of themes can appear quite different in the context of different stories. And if you want to learn more about writing, become a better writer with the Masterclass Annual Membership. Masterclass! Uh, and uh, gain access to exclusive videos, lessons taught by literary masters, including Neil Gaiman, Dan Brown, Margaret Atwood, Joyce Carol Oates, Malcolm Gladwell, and more. Um, when was this article written? This was actually August 26, 2021. That's Ooh, probably nice. why That's probably, probably why it popped up on my thing. It's probably the newest article that we've ever done. Yeah, and I'm not going to put Masterclass in the title of this because I might get, get troubled. Yeah. Well, they'd be like, hey, you stole our, your, our article and talked about it. And you know what? Fuck you, Masterclass. I pay for this shit. Mm -hmm. should be able to let other people... Was talking about it. Talking about it. I don't think their art... I think their articles are... Because I just looked up the theme article that I... Like, generally what I wanted to talk about, and that was the very first thing mm -hmm. that popped up. But I also have Masterclass, so it came up on the app. So I don't know if you don't have the app and you click that link, if it would go to, hey, I got to sign up to Masterclass to read this, or you get, you know, five free reads and or whatever yeah. they do. That's why I said I'm not going to put that in the show notes for that reason, and also I don't want us to get the episode removed for ripping off Masterclass. They seem like they would do that, maybe. Masterclass. Come masterclass. on, Masterclass. Masterclass. Matt Damon. You should name the episode Class Masters. Class Masters. So, Spencer, themes. You love them? You hate them? What do you feel? I'm pretty indifferent on them. Yeah, all right. That, that's my theme indifference I'm a big theme guy with the novels I write the only problem is I haven't written any novels if I write novels I'm gonna have lots of themes short stories are hard to put themes in 
Like, you can have themes, but I mean, to really follow up on them, to uh, have them stand out. Especially if you want to try to do the multiple theme thing. Yeah. Like, if you're... I mean, if unless the story revolves around the theme, like, you know, uh, man versus nature or something along those lines, it's going to be ham-fisted if you're... Like, I just feel like it would be very... I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be ham-fisted. Like, say we use the... Like the loss, you know, the stories about someone who lost a child. You, that's probably not going to be ham-fisted. You, you know, you have a whole short story that's just about that. I, I really wish I would have read 50 of our stories real quick to see what kind of themes I could have pulled mm. out. I think a lot of themes of uh, butts, especially and, especially and, your stories, lots of butts and murder. And, and appropriateness. And appropriateness. I feel like, too, a lot of people will pull themes out of stories that might not even be there. Because, oh, like, you, you become famous, they're like, oh, my God. Did you know that it was really just a story about the longing of children for their childhood? It's like, really? I thought that clown was just fucking tormenting them. I yeah. don't know if he's like an alien clown. I don't think they're longing for anything. Well, I mean, yeah, you always hear stories about, like, people who are like, uh, like, oh, what's the deeper meaning to your song? And like, I just thought it sounded good. Yeah, or, man. like, it was just a story that I always had in my head that I wanted to do. Like, people... People will see what they want to see. Yep. I mean, that's even kind of like, you know, the whole, you like your favorite book catcher in the rye, you know, telling people to go murder presidents and stuff like that, you know, it's just like, I'm sure most of the people read that did not catch that, but it's that one guy. Couple guys. Well, yeah. I think any, if your book makes someone murder someone else, even if it was just one guy, that's a good book. You know, I think a perfect example as like everything else in life, you can find in an episode of South Park. Great Booger Ball. Yeah. No, what are you talking about? This is about abortion. <laughs> no, this is as far pro choice as you can get. Like, it's like they're arguing about it. It was like the poop that took a pee. <laughs> yeah. It's like shut up. <laughs> um. Anyway, folks, because I'm hungry, so I want to end this early. If you want to check out our fiction and see what themes you can pull from them, you can go to drunkenpenwriting.com. Uh, our Halloween submissions are coming in hot. Yeah. Warm, warmish, warmish. They're not coming in super hot. It's all flash fiction so far, which thank God <laughs> for me. Uh, but when the big short stories start coming, I'm probably going to be like, ah, come on, guy. Because last year we got so many short stories. I was just like, fuck, I should just call. Actually, I did call it off like two weeks early because usually it goes till the very end of the yeah. month. And I was like, hey. We got too much. Yeah. And a lot of them were really good stories. And I've never rejected so many people in my life. Because normally, I, you know, if your story's decent, uh, it might, even if, it's, you know, it's not, like, super good, it's just, you know, it's a good read. Like, yeah. It's all right read. Uh, you, you know, you probably get on the site. I'm not a picky. But last year, that you standards went up. So if you just had an okay story, it wasn't cutting the mustard. You really had to fucking... Bring your A game. Yeah, and if you didn't follow the guidelines, I was... Fucking not even reading mm-hmm. it. It was great. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Well, that was just used. That was just finding excuses not to read yeah. things. Like. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's just there's too much. But anyway, Halloween submissions. Uh, go to drunkpenwriting.com. You can just type in Halloween. I'm pretty sure that uh, guidelines article will come up, and you can find what you need. Or you can go on Twitter at drunkpenwriting. It's our pin tweet, so you can see that there. Uh, you can also follow us on the old Instagram and like us on Facebook at drunkenpenwriting. And uh, Spencer's OnlyFans, it's all about conservation this year, or this month. Yeah. Well, week. I forgot. You do that every week, right? It seems like a lot of work, dude. Anyway, he's the fucking elephant evacuator, so it's yeah. all about saving elephants. So if you don't want to see... Well, 
Is there going to be elephant wiener? Big flap of elephant wiener. Well, they're going to be running. <laughs> so it's on only, away. it's on OnlyFans. Yeah. So if, <laughs> still not suited for work because there's going to be some elephants involved. But you know, find Spencer's OnlyFans and uh, you can see that. Where the fuck did you find elephants? You, you don't travel. <laughs> did you go to the Pittsburgh Zoo, dude? That's not cool. They Br- shouldn't be in there, man. <laughs> you know what? I kind of agree with you. I like zoos, but I feel so bad every time yeah, I go to one. Yeah, I, I like zoos because it's cool to see everything, but it's also like, this is terrible. This is animal jail. Yeah, I don't want them to go to animal jail. That's not cool. Big elephants shouldn't be in a little enclosure. Unless, I mean, it, unless if they did, like, real style and just let everybody lived in the same thing. Yeah. That would be interesting. Or, if, like... But I'm, you couldn't take kids to that. I'm fine if they got, like, super endangered species or, like... Yeah, keep them alive and yeah, stuff. Or, like, really dumb animals that just aren't going to survive. Like that's you can you can be in the the, yeah. the jail because yeah. you're not gonna be a thing in a couple yeah. like ten years if you're out in the wild. Um. Anyway, thanks for listening. We hope you learned something today. Take it easy. Stay cheesy. Fuck. We got to get back to the cheesy. <laughs> oh.